You're listening to the Flicks You Off Podcast at FlixYouOffPodcast.com. It's Sunday, March 11, 2012, Season 1, Episode 4, Space, The Final Frontier. This is the Flicks You Off Podcast. <laughs> Welcome all, this is Giggity, your host of the Flix You Off podcast for March 11, 2012, and I am back. I do apologize for the delay of the newest episode, episode 4. Um, you know, sometimes life just gets in the way. Uh, I had spring break come up, uh, had some friends over, uh, and then I had some technical issues with uh, the recording program I use, and... You know, sometimes stuff like that just happens. So everything seems um, fine now. So the good thing about having a three-week, two-week hiatus is I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not just, um, you know, about the main subject topic, which is space, the final frontier. But I've got a lot of stuff to talk about in regards to what's coming out, stuff that I added onto the blacklist. So this should be a pretty chunky show in regards to, um, you know, the 30, 45 minute uh, podcast that I've been releasing out. So, good to go. Anyway, so let's look at what's new to streaming for the dates from February 19th all the way to March 11th. On Netflix, we've got a slew, a slew of uh, streaming media uh, stuff that's available to you, lots of new TV shows and movies. Um, first off the bat, we've got season eight of Family Guy, which is now available on Netflix streaming. Um, Archer season two, uh, the martial arts action flick produced and directed by Jackie Chan called Wushu. We've got the comedy stylings of the best of Triumph, the insult comic dog. We've got seasons one through four of the David Hasselhoff TV classic Knight Rider, the 2011 season, volume six of Futurama, the zombie movie called Fido, which was highly recommended by Cormus of the Slash 2 Show podcast. We've got the classic 80s movie comedy Weird Science, uh, the Japanese martial arts movie called Dororo, uh, True Legend, which is a martial arts Chinese movie. Season 2, um, the 2011 season of Luther. Uh, the movie Puncture with Chris Evans. Uh, the classic cartoon Woody Woodpecker. Uh, the 2011 season, season 6 of Doctor Who. Uh, and selected seasons of the Sesame Street. In addition to all those great things that just released on Netflix, we've got a slew, and I mean a a trunk full of anime that just released to Netflix. Really surprising. We've got Triple uh, X Holic, Xenosaga, Zam the Lost Memories, X, uh, Witchblade, Trigun, Tokyo Imagine, Tokoko, Strike Witches, Shuffle, Rosario, Rosario to Vampire, 
uh, Oron Host Club, Hellgirl, FLCL, and there's a lot more of uh, anime series. And but I actually really was surprised because um you know the last two days I looked up to see what was uh, new on Netflix and I noticed that they had added a lot of anime series. So very surprised with that. On uh, the Hulu Plus side, we've got uh, selected episodes of the children's classic television show, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. We've got the anime Pandora Hearts, uh, a new ABC drama called GCB, which uh, coincidentally stands for Good Christian Bitches, uh, season three of the documentary Deadliest Warriors, and season one of Popeye the Sailor Man. Um, on the Zoodin and Voodoo marketplaces, we've got the uh, Immortals, starring Henry Cavill and Mickey Rourke. Hugo, starring Asa Butterfield and Chloe Grace Moretti. Uh, Justice League Doom, which is an animated series over by uh, DC. Uh, we've also got Goon, starring uh, Sean William Scott of American Pie fame. J. Edgar, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And Tinker, Soldier, uh, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, starring Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Tom Hardy, and Mark Strong. So let's get into what I am watching this week. Um, well, actually, what I'm watching in the past three weeks, since it's actually been three weeks since I've actually recorded my last episode. First off, um, we'll go straight into uh, Volume 6, the 2011 season of Futurama. I love Futurama. I never really paid it too much mind before, um, but last year I really got into it since um, all the seasons and movies were available on Netflix. You know, I sat down and I watched every single thing straight through, and I I'm really stoked that Futurama came back and because Fox initially canceled it, um, so I'm really stoked that uh, Comedy Central um, picked up the series and, you know, are, are airing new episodes. really love the series. I watched all of, all of Volume 6, you know, in a matter of a couple of days. Um, you know, I can't say nothing more about Futurama. I love that series. Um, True Legends is a martial arts Chinese movie that... I had been keeping an eye on. I, I was actually going to pick it up a couple of times on Zoom and use my Microsoft points to actually watch it. So I'm really glad that um, I found out, you know, a couple of months ago that I was actually coming to streaming. That way I didn't have to shell out some money to watch it. Um, I was very. I, I love martial arts movies, especially um, martial arts movies that have kind of that old classic twist with the. Um, you know the wire work and, and all that kind of stuff and true legend really does do that I really did enjoy the movie um, the first half of the movie was really spectacular I thought the the last part of the movie kind of uh, kind of waned off the point and um, was kind of almost like a little bit of a turnoff but overall I still enjoyed uh, the movie overall I think it was still you know a pretty good martial arts flick um, on the television, I've been watching, uh, I picked up Only in America with Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, it's kind of like a documentary slash reality show um, with Larry the Cable Guy. He actually goes um, to different areas in America. Um, it's it's almost like a, I, I want to say like a, a dirty jobs kind of 
show where he goes to different parts of America and sees, like, you know, what different jobs people do. Like, um, he went to the Pentagon recently. He went to an alligator farm and see how they do stuff there. He went to New York and dressed up like the naked cowboy. Um, you know, and I do enjoy his humor from time to time. And, I, you know, for me, obviously, like you've heard in other podcasts, that I just really enjoy the cultural aspect of, you know, him going to different areas, seeing how people work and, you know, see how people do things. Uh, in addition to that, I watch a lot of stuff on History Channel, so like the next four or five shows are all history. Um, Swamp People Season 3 uh, just came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm still watching that, still loving that show. American Restoration, um, which is also on History. I picked that up and I've been watching that um, pretty regularly. Also, uh, Season 1 of Mudcats, I, I think I talked about that briefly on one of the past shows still loving that series uh, I still want to go pick a go catch a a big ass catfish with my bare hands I think that'd be really cool um, on the cooking network and watch I've been watching um, on the cooking network I've been watching uh, Iron Chef America I love Iron Chef America I love those uh, competition types of uh, TV series um, it's something that me and my wife watch a lot too um, also Worst Cooks in America with Bobby Flay and Amberell. been watching a lot of that uh, the new season of Bizarre Foods America and No Reservation with Andrew Zimmern and Anthony Bourdain respectively and I've been catching up on Spartacus Vengeance on the Stars Network so let's just jump right into our main topic discussion space the final frontier now from previous episodes of uh... flicks you off you've probably learned that i am a huge dork when it comes to um, movies tv series um, documentaries anime or whatever anything that has to do in space i love space series um, you know with a vengeance um, it started when I was a little kid back in the 80s when I first you know popped in Star Wars on VHS for the very first time and I watched it uh, I fell in love with Star Wars and from Star Wars you know my geekdom grew in regards to um, you know, watching stuff that had to do with things in space. Specifically, spaceships and sci-fi and aliens and time travel. Whatever it is, um, space has always been a pretty hardcore subject for me in regards to my flicks you off experience. So, the first series I'm going to talk about is no stranger to people that watch stuff that takes place in space. It is the Star Trek original series. Um, the Star Trek original series ran from uh, 1966 to 1968. It was created by Gene Roddenberry um, and starred such stars as William Shatner, 
Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, Nichelle Nichols, George Takei, and James Doohan. There were about 82 episodes and uh, three seasons. Uh, spawned a whole bunch of movies and really started the whole geek culture in regards to um, opening the doors for sci-fi. Um, the synopsis that's on uh, Netflix, Space, The Final Frontier. Easily one of the most beloved television series of all time, Gene Roddenberry's groundbreaking sci-fi classic has captured the minds and hearts of fans across generations. With the unflappable Captain James T. Kirk at the helm of the classic sci-fi TV series, the crew of the starship USS Enterprise keeps intergalactic danger at bay and devils deep into the exploration of space, the final frontier. Now, the original series is now available on Netflix and also on Voodoo. I'm sure you could purchase it as well on, um, on Zune. Um, and I was really stoked that uh, Netflix actually released all the Star Trek series from the original series to the next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and, and Enterprise. They released all the series on Netflix for you to watch. Um, a little background with me and Star Trek. I never really got into Star Trek um, when I was growing up. Like I said, I was, I was a Star Wars kid. I always loved Star Wars. Um, you know, ever ever since I was growing up, um, you know, I had the toys. I, I mean, even now, like I play the MMO, the new Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. I, you know, I still watch all the movies all the time, and it's ingrained in geek culture. But Star Trek was never something that I really got into until around 2009, when J.J. Abrams made his. Um, his adaption of the Star Trek series in a movie. And that really became the jumping point for me wanting to explore um, exactly Star Trek because I found it really interesting. Now the original Star Trek series, even though it was aired in the 60s, I am actually really enjoying it a lot. Um, when you watch old TV series, sometimes there are things that don't hold up. Like with anything, you know, everything ages. So, you know, when you're watching an old movie or watching an old TV series, the, you know, graphics don't hold up, historical things don't hold up, um, maybe dialogue or just the way the set looks. I mean, we're, we're engrossed in a a CGI world now where everything can just be computer generated. So when I approached watching Star Trek the original series for the first time, I really approached it with an open mind because I mean, you're watching a TV series that was made in the 80s. If you don't approach the series with an open mind, you're going to be criticizing the series left and right. Which I mean, if that's what you want to do, it's justifiable to do what you want to do. Um, but I really enjoyed the Star Trek original series. Not necessarily for the space travel, which I really do enjoy. Um, not necessarily for the set pieces or the actors themselves, but 
I find that there are certain episodes where the dialogue, the script uh, of the stories is, is very interesting. Yes, there are some cheesy parts. There are actually a lot of cheesy parts. But I find that when I'm watching this series, I really enjoy the, the way that Gene Roddenberry wrote his scripts and how he was able to um, make you know the story of these individuals in space uh, traveling you know from planet to planet and and having all these adventures I found it really interesting how he was able to portray these characters I mean you know in the 60s you know something like space travel and stuff was relatively new something that um, you know at that point in time you know we could only dream about so I really highly recommend that you watch the Star Trek the original series. I think it is a, a great television series. Um, I just finished season one. I'll be going on to season two and three and starting up the next generation and so forth and so on until I'm finished. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, I'm really enjoying right now. The next uh, television series I'm going to talk about uh, came out in 2003 and ran all the way out to uh, 2008. Created by Glenn A. Larson, I am talking about the reimagined series of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, this series starred Edward James Olmos, uh, Marion McDonald, Jamie Bamber, Katie Sackhoff, James Callis, Trisha Helfer, and Grace Park. Uh, ran about four seasons. Uh, there were a couple of movies in between, and uh, there were around 77 episodes. Uh, deep in the universe, cybernetic Cylons have all but wiped out the human race, laying waste to the 12 colonies of man. Cast out the few survivors aboard the Battlestar Galactica, search for a so-called 13th colony, the mythical planet Earth. Commander Adama and President Roslin lead the desperate quest with the Cylons in hot pursuit in this sci-fi hit series, a reimagining of the classic 1970s program. Now, this series is available on Netflix, Voodoo, and Zune, and I had never heard about Battlestar Galactica. Um, I had heard, you know, some people talk about it. When I was growing up, you know, there are, I've heard, like, little things here and there uh, referencing the 1970s program but I personally had never heard or had a desire to watch Battlestar Galactica um, it's only when it came on Netflix that I actually decided to actually sit down and watch it and it wasn't even necessarily that I wanted to watch it it came as a suggestion from, uh, I believe, a couple of my friends, uh, a couple of people on Twitter. They said you should really check this series out, I, you know. And I was looking for a a, tele a long television series to to actually watch. And um, you know, uh, as I as I watched the series, um, I actually remembered hearing. Um, back in 2008, a lot of people like talking about Battlestar Galactica, talking about like, oh man, did you see that new episode? And so, 
this series has always been in the background with people talking about it you know to me and it's always been kind of there and and sometimes that happens with me and television series like I'll have a television series that I hear about and I'll stick it in my Netflix queue or or purchase it on Vudu or Zune or Hulu and um, it'll just kind of sit there and I'm not exactly sure what sparks me to start watching it but you know one day I'll get bored and I'll click the play button and and then I can't stop watching and that's the thing with Battlestar Galactica never I mean I had heard the series before never really had any interest one day one weekend I decided to sit down hit play and it was like a spark ignited I, I could not stop watching I watched consecutive episodes from uh, I started on a weekend I remember and the whole weekend I watched all Battlestar Galactica um, during my breaks at work I would catch a couple of Battlestar Galactica episodes um, any free time that I had that wasn't focused on you know work school or family I dedicated to Battlestar Galactica it is a spectacular series in regards to it is set in um, the future where where man and machine um, are in a bitter conflict where these, these cybernetic Cylons which now have the ability to take on human form try to um, overtake and get revenge on the humans um, and basically the humans are on a run for their lives uh, the Cylons had um, basically declared war on the humans and destroyed their colonies you know there was twelve planets twelve colonies of man and basically just decimated uh, these twelve colonies and now the remaining humans the surviving human race is is trying to get not only get away from the Cylons uh, and trying to survive but also trying to find a new home trying to find this this mythical planet called Earth um, and I, you know I found it a really interesting series I love the characters there are a lot of uh, plot twists and things that you don't you're not expecting that all of a sudden happen um, you almost get that uh, if you've ever watched Lost that that Lost kind of vibe where it's like something you turn the corner and you weren't expecting that to happen and it just happens and it's very suspenseful at times very action-packed the the you know computer generation on on their ships and the Cylons themselves it's spectacular for uh, you know a television series um, and this is one of those gems where you you really just need to sit down and watch it um, if you've never watched Battlestar Galactica before you need to seriously put some time into it and and watch the series from beginning to end because it's, it's really great um, the next series that we're going to talk about is a very I'm actually going to talk about the series 
and also the follow-up movie. Um, this is a very, very, very popular series uh, in geek culture. I mean, Star Trek, yes, very, very popular in geek culture. Battlestar Galactica, equally popular in geek culture. This is the type of popular in geek culture where a series will run for a season. It is spectacular. And all of a sudden, it's canceled. And there was a follow-up movie to kind of tie everything, you know, together at the end in a nice nifty bow. But fans of this series have never really recovered in knowing that we will never ever get another episode or follow-up to the series. I am talking about Firefly and the corresponding movie Serenity. Um, Firefly is a 2002 television series that was created by Joss Whedon of uh, Buffy the Vampire fame and also the director of the upcoming Avengers movie. It starred Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, Marina Bakarin, Jewel State, Adam Baldwin, Sean Mayer, Summer Glau, and Ron Glass. There are 14 episodes and only one season, and I'm crying because of that. This series is set almost 500 years in the future. This short-lived but much-loved sci-fi series follows the adventures of the ragtag crew of the transport spaceship Serenity who view no job as too small, too dirty, or too close to the line of legality. This series is available on Netflix, Vudu, and Zune, and uh, so is the movie. So, let me talk about the television series first. Um, this is another one of those series that I had just sitting in my queue, and a lot of people said, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. Well, guess what I'm telling you, folks? You need to watch this. This, the best way that I can describe it is a space adventure mixed with um, intergalactic conflict between two sides, not necessarily dark or light, um, mixed with Western and Asian cultures. It's basically it's basically a ship full of Han Solos. <laughs> uh, basically you're following this this ragtag group of of space adventurers, space cowboys, um, as they are traveling throughout space. They are a transport spaceship that transports items from one planet to another. Um, they take on odd jobs, anything to make a buck. Uh, they're also scavengers, so if there are any type of, like, you know, spaceships that are floating out in space, you know, they, they scavenge stuff from the spaceships. And um, they've got a great crew of, of individuals on the spaceship, and, you know, each individual has their their secrets and their demons and stuff like that. And the whole 
premise of the series is that the crew ends up picking up uh, two individual, well, actually three individuals, a preacher, um, a doctor, and the doctor's sister. Um, but they don't know that they picked up the doctor's sister until later on. Um, and basically, this this girl is very special, the sister of the doctor. She ha she's become basically like a superhuman. And there are people of the government, the space government, that will do anything they can to capture her back. Um, because of what the government is doing to people. So, uh, Malcolm Reynolds, which is the captain of Firefly, um, decides to, after, you know, reluctantly, he decides to, you know, have them on the ship. Um, and basically, it's, it's just a whole bunch of space adventures, a whole bunch of um, fighting and conflict and... Um, it's it's hard to describe, but it's it's so good in so many ways. It's like taking all of your favorite things from different genres of of, of culture and just like smashing it all together and making a TV show. Um, and that's what what makes it really really awesome. And because the series, I mean, the series was canceled, and because the series was so awesome, there was. There was nerd outrage like no other throughout the throughout the geek community. We were like, "Give us more Firefly! Give us more Firefly!" So, what Joss Whedon decided to do was he decided to make a film in 2005, a kind of wrap-up film. Um, Phil, I meant film, kind of like um, how an anime has a OVA at the very end to kind of tie everything together. That's what Joss Whedon was doing with the movie Serenity. Um, this, the synopsis of Serenity is, Picking up where the cult show Firefly left off, writer-director Joss Whedon's tale of galactic unrest follows Malcolm Reynolds, captain of the transport ship Serenity, and his scrappy loyal crew. When the ship picks up two fugitives from the powerful coalition ruling the universe, Mal and his mates find themselves at the center of a cosmic conflict pursued by military forces and space-roaming savages. Um, and basically, it kind of ties everything together. There, there are things that happen that where, where fans are like, oh, and um, you know, things that kind of come to light. We, we find out things that kind of tie like different story elements in the TV series all together. Um, but, you know, it, it really sucks because even though it is such a good film and it's a good companion to the Firefly series, everybody still wants more Firefly. It doesn't matter that you made a movie and, and it was great and it tied everything up at the end. We want more Firefly because... This series is just so good, so good, and um, I mean, there's nothing more I can say about it. It's like, it's like, it's just, it's like choosing between pie and cake. Both are equally good, but you always want more of one or the other. And um, 
Firefly is just something that you really, really want more of. Um, non-stop. Non-stop. Now, the last series that I'm going to talk about is a series that is very close to my heart. Back when I first started the Flicks You Off blog, um, I was watching movies every single day, and I kind of wanted something, like it was just strictly movies, not TV series, and I wanted something to kind of break the mold. That way, you know, I wouldn't be watching three or four movies every single day. I wanted a, a television series, a popular television series that I could watch over the weekend for an extended amount of time to kind of break that mundaneness of actually um, sitting down and watching movies like I had been for, the, for my website um, from Monday through Friday. So I, I listed up all the popular TV shows on Netflix that I hadn't watched yet and I put it to a vote to my Flick You Off community. Um, people came on and voted and they voted the highest winner. Uh, the thing that I got voted to watch was Doctor Who. Now Doctor Who is a BBC television series and from my very first episode here on the Flick You Off podcast you know how much I love British television. How much I love BBC. Well, this was a series that, like I said, my listeners or my readers at the time suggested to me. And if there is, I mean, all the other things that I had talked about today, they are essential in regards to sci-fi space adventures. But none more so than Doctor Who. If I was going to tell you to pick up one television series out of the series that I had reviewed today on this space, the Final Frontier episodes, it would be Doctor Who. Now, Doctor Who, this series, has been running for a very, 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 very long time. I picked it up when there became a hiatus from the old Doctor Who series and wanting to invigorate the series again for the 2000s. So, what ended up happening is Russell T. Davies decided to reinvigorate the Doctor Who franchise. And in 2005, he brought Doctor Who back to the BBC. Now, the original creators of Doctor Who are uh, Sidney Newman, C.E. Weber, and Donald Wilson. The producers of the series are Russell T. Davies, which did the 2005, 2006, 7, 8, and 9 series like in between those years and the 2010 2011 and ongoing with its current producer is Stephen Moffat um, over the course of the series it stars many people as the doctor Christopher Eccleston as the ninth doctor uh, David Tennant as the tenth and Matt Smith right now as our current um, 
different companions range from Billy Piper to John Barrowman of uh, Torchwood fame, Noel Clark, uh, Freema, uh, Freema Ajiman, Catherine Tate, Karen Gillan, Arthur Darville, and Alex Kingston. So the brief synopsis that uh, Netflix gives is after more than a decade off the air, the epic sci-fi series returns with an all-new look. The Ninth and Beyond, an incarnation of everybody's favorite time-traveling doctor, who promptly sets about fighting nefarious aliens and other foes. Now, this series has a plethora of amazing things to it. You have an alien. His name is the Doctor. He is a Time Lord. And he travels in what they call a TARDIS which is a in the shape of a phone box like the old phone boxes or not phone box police box the old police boxes that they used back in the day in Britain um, and it's actually a time machine TARDIS stands for time and relative dimension in space um, and on his adventures throughout time and space, he typically has a companion with him, usually an Earthling, because he has a fondness for Earth. And they go on adventures throughout time, throughout space, meeting different aliens, um, getting into different mischief and trouble. There's drama, there's comedy, there's action. Um, there are uh, so many different elements in this TV series that you will absolutely love. He travels back in. He travels to the past. He travels to the future. He travels in the present time. Um, overall, it is just a solid television show. The, good, the weird and the good thing and the kind of upsetting thing, I guess, all in one would be concerning the main character of the Doctor because the series over time has had 11 different actors that have played the Doctor and with each character or each actor that plays the Doctor uh, a new element arises in regards to how that actor portrays the mannerisms the speech the actions of the Doctor um, sometimes he could he the way the best way he describes it is that when he regenerates and regenerating means basically like if he's fatally injured uh, it's kind of like a lizard shedding his skin um, when he gets injured uh, to a point where he can't recover normally he does this thing called regeneration which basically he takes his current body that he has and morphs into a different one. Now, it's not just a body, it's also personality, style, um, you know, the things that he likes, the things that he dislikes, tastes and food. So the whole, that's the reason why they were have the, you have the ability to have 11 actors play this singular character in the Doctor Who series is because 
once one character one once character dies the new actor picks up from there and develops the character on his own so um, in the first season you have Christopher Eccleston which is the he's the one that brings the doctor back in 2005 um, and he is the ninth doctor um, at the end of the first season David Tennant takes over uh, as the tenth and then for three consecutive seasons we have David Tennant uh, as the doctor uh, my personal favorite um, but then coming in a close second would be the newest doctor which is Matt Smith which took over uh, as the doctor in 2010 um, and uh, you know when the people actually recommended me watching this I uh, I had my doubts you know I hadn't watched too many BB, uh, BBC shows at the time um, I had heard a lot of people talk about Doctor Who a lot of close friends and stuff were telling me about the Doctor Who series telling me that I should pick it up um, I mean just like with anything that I have suggested today it's always the recommendation of somebody that tells me hey you need to really watch this this is really good um, and you know that's the reason why I made this podcast to tell you all what you need to be watching out there before you're you know it's it's not available anymore um, this is one of those series it's it's very special to me because I have uh, fallen head over heels with Doc the Doctor Who franchise with everything that has arisen from it um, how the story has developed over time um, the lore behind it his background and also the complimentary characters that the writers actually write in to travel with the doctor um, Billy Piper John Barman and Noel Clark for the first two doctors were um, you know a really good dynamic between interactions uh, when Freema uh, uh, Agumon and Catherine Tate uh, picked up after those three first individuals as um, companions you know they were equally as good there's always a dynamic he needs someone with him to bounce ideas off of to to travel with him to keep him company um, and when you know Matt Smith took over as a doctor and he gained uh, Karen Gillan and Arthur Davil and Alex Kingston as his traveling companions I mean you know then again that that's a whole new thing as the doctor changes and as he gets new companions you begin to to fall in love with with different characters which is which is very dynamic because um, you typically in a TV series um, the characters don't change this much I mean in from 2005 to 2011 you have three people that have played the same character, the Doctor, um, and throughout the 2005 to ongoing, um, you have had different companions to complement each Doctor, to bounce ideas off of, to have adventures with. So each time there is a different pairing, there is a lot of 
good relationships and good back and forth uh, great plot devices and stuff that happens in the series uh, it's it's very cool very cool um, you know if if there's anything that I could suggest that you watch like I said Doctor Who would be that series if you want look I'll give you one episode to watch and if you watch this episode and then you don't want to go back and watch every single episode starting from the 2005 series I'll be really shocked you go into the Dr. Tennant's run of Doctor Who which is um, season 2 to 4 you find the episode called Blink and you watch that if you do not go back and watch the whole series after watching just Blink I will be actually very surprised um, it is a spectacular standalone episode so technically you don't really have to have a lot of background I mean you have to know that there's a doctor he's an alien he travels in a box and he travels through space you know but you don't really need to know too much you, had, you don't have to be following the series to actually like um, pick up on that but you watch that episode blink and you will want to watch every single episode Doctor Who back to back to back to back because it is that good of a story and that's the whole thing about Russell T Davies and Stephen Moffat they know how to tell stories like these stories are so ingraining and um, so good that they keep you at the edge of your seat like you know like nothing can do and, and that's that's the beauty of Doctor Who okay well that is the end of the main topic discussion let us get right into the streaming blacklist this week I have four four count them four things that you should never watch I don't care that whoever tells you to watch it they are pieces of crap but again that is only my opinion and you have to take your risk if you're gonna watch this stuff the first movie that I <coughs> excuse me recommend that you never watch is the human centipede the first sequence yeah there's a lot of hype about this movie not necessarily good hype a lot of people are grossed about it and if you haven't been hiding under a rock you know what the basic premise of the movie is there is a mad scientist that takes a couple of people and sews them together mouth to ass I mean really I mean why wouldn't I put this on my streaming blacklist you know okay number two is Far Cry it's loosely based off the Far Cry video game it is made by the um, director Uwe Boll and I personally suggest that you not watch anything that Uwe Boll puts out there everything that he has put out there is pretty much bleh but to each his own Far Cry ignore it don't watch it next movie I thought I wanted to watch it I thought this was going to be a good movie but alas it is a piece of crap 
It is called Bitch Slap. Uh, you know, I'm a guy, so there were three girls on the cover of the movie that were scantily clad and they had big guns. So I'm thinking, girls, big guns, the name of the movie is called Bitch Slap. It's got to be kind of a funny action movie or something, but... I mean, it is, it, it's, it's pretty much a letdown. And the last movie, or actually stand-up, I'm going to tell you not to watch, is Whitney Cummings' Money Shot. Whitney Cummings is a stand-up comedian. You may know her now for her television show, Whitney. Uh, I am not sure if that is canceled or if it's still going. Um, I just don't find her really funny. Uh, I know some people will might argue with me and tell me uh, she's hilarious, but I'm sorry, I just I just don't see it. I mean, I watch a lot of stand-up com comedy, a lot, and there are a lot of funny stand-up comedians, and maybe it's just this one that I don't like. Uh, I mean, her show is semi-entertaining from uh, what I've seen looking over my wife's shoulder when she's watching it on Hulu, but... It just really isn't all that great. Anyway, so let's get right into the Flickshoe Off streaming shoutouts. That is shoutouts, iTunes reviews and ratings, emails, and anything else that I can think of. Um, I'd like to congratulate E. Adams 2010. You can follow him at E. Adams 2010 on uh, Twitter. He is our first iTunes reviewer. E. Adams says, This guy rocks much better than Sauce. This is the only man I know who can beat Turdhead in an FPS game. I want to have your man babies. Thank you, E. Adams, for that uh, awesome review. You make my heart sing, and I love you, dude. You're awesome. Anyway, um, a couple other shout outs. Uh, I was actually on a other podcast. Uh, in the past two weeks called 5wowthings.com that is uh, the number 5 wow things that is uh, starring the big game over aka BGO and uh, Janelle 5 I was episode I was on episode 48 flicks you on as a guest uh, I had a really fun time with those guys um, it's basically a uh, a gaming podcast that talks about five different subjects in the realms of gaming and whatever else comes to their mind. Uh, go over to uh, 5wildthings.com and support them. They are a, a bunch of awesome people. Uh, I can't speak enough about BGO and Janelle 5. Um, also want to give out a shout out to a lot of people that inspire me around the interwebs to do what I do here on Flicks You Off. First off would be VentChat at VentChat.com. That is a general gaming comedy podcast. Uh, Fen, Esta, Sauce, and the Turd Hat. We have uh, the boys over at the Slash 2 Podcast at Slash2Podcast.com. Rusty, Varslad, and Cormus. Uh, a bunch of awesome guys. I've been on their show before. Uh, really funny stuff. Just a whole bunch of guys just hanging out. Um, you know having really a lot of fun 
um, stopcast.com with Jay, Mike, and Brighterside. Uh, these guys, they, they play Warcraft. They, they talk about, you know, everything else under the sun. If you want a really good uh, World of Warcraft MMO um, podcast, go listen to them over at uh, Stopcast. I think it's actually stopcast.net, not stopcast.com. So, um, make sure to check out the girls, Noel and Mallory, over at heelsandheadshots.com, a general gaming and, uh, you know, two lovely lady podcast. Um, check out Jeff and the Nickus if you're interested in tabletop gaming and, um, general gaming news over at rpgweekly.com. And uh, go check out thegeekhole.net. The Geek Hole is a gaming community of podcasters, gamers um, around the interwebs that are getting together in the Geek Hole community, um, gaming together, um, podcasting together, and generally, it's it it is a really great site um, for you know just everything under the sun. Uh, make sure you contact the Flicks You Off podcast. Download me on iTunes. Stream us from your mobile devices on Stitcher. Visit the Flicks You Off forums at thegeekhole.net. Make sure to visit our website at flicksyouoffpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at flicksyouoffcast at giggity2157. And send us emails at flicksyouoff at gmail.com. My name is Giggity, and this is Flicks You Off. I'm out.